what it is. Oh, it's the last show podcast. Oh, it's Courtney Shane Williams. Oh, I am the host of the show. Is that you? Is that you? It's the last show podcast. My name is Courtney Shane Williams. I'm a stand-up comedian based out of Tampa, Florida. This is how I get down when I feel like getting down. It's the last show podcast. You can subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Digital Google, and TuneIn Radio. We still rocking. Spotify, you can check me out. Oh, I got a lot to talk about. It's been a while, ladies and gentlemen. Go to my website, CourtneyShaneWilliams.com. You can see where I'm performing my live stand-up comedy shtick. Oh, I got a lot of things. I got a lot of explaining to do, man. It's been a minute. Pull up a chair. Pull up a chair. Uh, so you guys, I'm sorry to leave you without a dope beat to step to so abruptly, but I am back. I'm back and I'm be on a, a schedule again. So uh, your man's hit a wall, dog. It's basically it. If you guys have not heard of this podcast before, you're just stumbling upon this podcast. Act like I'm not talking right now. You know what I mean? Because as far as you know, I'm the most consistent man on the planet. You know what I mean? I'm the Cal Ripken of podcasts as far as you concerned. You hearing these bars right here, these are live and direct, right to your to your wreck. Is that what they say? I feel like I needed something to rhyme, man. Where y'all at? So it's been a minute. I looked the last time I recorded a podcast. This, by the way, is episode 352. Uh, and the last time I recorded a podcast was the 13th of August. Sorry about that. Funny thing happened around that time. Uh, first things first, I recorded a comedy album in Seattle, Washington. Thank you guys that came out two months ago. <laughs> it's been a while but no i recorded an album it was a lot of lead up coming to the album there's a lot of things involved coming to the album and um by the time i got there man your man's was burnt out the other thing too is when i recorded the album, i was on the road so i went from seattle then i went to sacramento and then when i got uh back from sacramento it was uh i think it was a little bit of time or something and then i had to like go back out um and do some more stuff so what happened in that time is this let me let me do this actually give me two seconds i'll be right back sorry i had to close the studio door you know i'll probably edit that part out let's be real i'm being professional so what happened is that in that time is this right here um my my podcast microphone before was going bad so i had to get a new microphone so once i got a new microphone i was like oh i'm gonna travel but then it hit me i can't record podcasts when i'm on the road because that takes up space in the bag and the game is to be sold and not told and y'all ain't paid me nothing this is a free show as much as i like doing it you know it's more important for me to pack merchandise to sell at shows so then I didn't go on the road and I didn't bring a microphone. So then there was no podcast shows, right? So then by the time I get back, now I have no microphone. That That's quality. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to invest in a quality microphone. So then I invest in quality microphone. Then I go back out on the road. I just got back. Today is Monday. I got back on Saturday night, okay? So this is the first time when I'm like, yo, dude, we, we just going to lay down the wax and we just going to go from here. So that is the reason there's been no podcast. Coupled with the fact that leading up to the album, I had to do so much work. And even when I came back, I had to edit video and send off video and, and, and make sure everything was good. So as of right, the last time I talked to the label or anybody, you know, in and around, um, it got the process going much faster than I thought. Because, I mean, I'm used to doing the album myself, right? So, you know, when you do the album yourself, you got your own deadlines. It might take me, what, six months, you know, something like that, four months at least, till I get everything edited, ready to go, whatnot. So I wasn't prepared for the turnaround time. But I'm telling you, I approved the audio for the album. I approved the audio a week after I recorded. 
a week after I recorded. And then for the next week, I came up with track titles. In two weeks, two weeks, my album was done. Two weeks. That's called being a, with a professional organization. You know what I mean? Usually it's, like I said, four to six months. So I wasn't ready for that turnaround. So that workload, now I'm kind of scrambling like, yo, I need to get some stuff in order on the video side. So now I'm working on the video at the same time as approving the audio. So the podcast is something that I didn't even consider, especially when I knew I needed a microphone, especially when I knew on the road, I can't bring a microphone. So like the podcast was so far down in the background. I'm like, yo, you got to get in where you fit in sometime. Plus, this is the last show podcast. You are listening to the last show podcast. It's called the last show because this may be it. That ain't a tagline. That's a way of life right there, man. This may be it. You may not hear my voice again. It's a terrible way to try to, you know, solicit a podcast and get listeners is the idea that, you know, this may be the last show. This may be it. But that is the tagline. It's a way of life. You know, when push comes to shove, having the album be a fantastic project was more important. Plus, I knew the people that listened to the show. Like, I can feel y'all in on the back end and y'all understand. You know what I mean? The game is to be sold and not told. Y'all know the rules. And, you know, those that know don't tell. Those that tell don't know. Y'all know the rules. If we don't eat, then we like check to check. Y'all know all the rules of the show, man. So I just had to take care of some business. And that's the reason the podcast was off of air for a minute. But we are back. So here's really the updates on the album. All right. So here we are. Now that we're all caught up. Uh, album approved. I'm going to be out uh, to the best of my knowledge. We're looking at six to eight weeks from when I recorded the album. So I officially recorded the album, was it August, I think 24th or 5th or something like that, I think is when I actually recorded the album uh, in Seattle. So six weeks from, no, 27th, the 27th and 28th. So uh, six, six weeks from then is one, two, three, four, five, six. Six weeks was Friday. Seven weeks will be today. So we talking about this. I might be out in the next couple weeks. Uh, as soon as I get a heads up, I'm going to send out the bat signal. Y'all will know like it's ready. And the podcast will be here now. Because now I got nothing else to do. I ain't got nothing else to do to talk. You know what? I ain't even got the bit of the talk straight. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm out here talking like John Starks, you know, getting that wet jumper by Reggie Miller. I'm all discombobulated. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? Um, so that's where it is, dude. So the album be out soon. In addition, uh, taking some more dates. I actually did my first uh, cruise ship since the whole thing is, uh, has been back. Went on a cruise ship for the first time. And I'm going to be honest, uh, safest I felt during the entire pandemic. I mean, I know, I know some controversy and the whole thing, and you know, maybe I'm in the bag, but I'm telling you right now, safest I ever felt during the entire pandemic. You understand? And I went to Oklahoma in October, so I know it's the safest I felt since the whole pandemic started. Um, I was on for 10 days, and 10 days, I COVID tested six times. That's right six times one day i tested twice in the same day it's a lot of exposure you know i was like having a good run it's like those <laughs> it's like you know what's that what's that when you uh you know not apprehensive but you know what i mean it's one of those things that like you know you, you start to get a uh, um paranoid is not the word you know ah uh, i forgot what the word is anyways but it's like one of those things dude where you just start testing and testing and testing and like every other day i was just getting tested for covid negative every single time 
which which makes you feel even better every time you get a negative test you know what doesn't feel good my nose i don't know how people do cocaine i feel like i got a deviated septum from COVID testing <laughs> how do you how do y'all keep up with the day-to-day of cocaine i mean i can't do cocaine that takes too much responsibility <laughs> i don't have that level of commitment you know what i mean drugs it just it really you know you got to be responsible to be, do drugs at the end of the day like i mean you just can't willy-nilly on drugs you know you know when the doctor need day medicine the doctor need day medicine they 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 got to get that smack if that's what they rolling with right you gotta be available like the best ability is availability and if you want the cocaine life you need to be available me personally i'm not available man so cocaine would never work out to me and i bite my fingernails and you need that at least that one long you know santa claus fingernails you ever know santa claus always got a long pinky nail because he does blow <laughs> santa claus is a junkie hate to break the news to you but i bite my fingernails so i'll never be able to be a successful drug addict so i mean at least we got that going for it for us even though we ain't got no plates it's the last show podcast thank you for tuning into the last show it's called the last show because this may be it Welcome back to the last show podcast To the next episode Yeah yeah Snoop Dogg Dr. Dre You know what it is The next episode And you know what we're going to talk about next We're going to talk about that Super Bowl performance And I, Urban Meyer you're not getting off the hook I saw the video it's a, Urban Meyer was giving them the uh, Courtney Shea Williams circa 2004 That's right I was in those streets You know what I wasn't? Married <laughs> I wasn't married in the most public person in the history of Florida, man. It is weird for all oh, the great Urban Meyer. We're going uh, to start there. We'll get back to uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg next episode. That's for the uh, they playing the Super Bowl. We're going to get to that. But now I'm in on Urban. So we got Urban. Come on down in front of the congregation. Hey, man, Urban Meyer, dude. Uh, my man's king accountability with no accountability. I mean, Urban Meyer is just a straight-up mercenary. And he coached my favorite college football team. And guess what? I don't feel bad because everybody in college football is a mercenary anyways. Now, he just happens to be the best of the mercenary. Urban Meyer is so good at being a college football coach that he can only do it three years at a time. <laughs> like, that's how good he is, dude. Urban Meyer is like the Daniel Day-Lewis of college football, dude. He goes real method actor. Urban Meyer goes so deep in the game, you might find him in the club, you know, getting that tip drill. As the great Nelly once, <laughs> I think Urban was in the Nelly video. I mean, Urban, that's uh, Urban, Urban, Urban Meyer, uh, ear muffet mom. Urban Meyer was the owner of the booty. Uh, Nelly slid that credit card. <laughs> Not COVID, relax, relax. Um, but Urban Meyer was the owner of that booty. I'm telling you, man. Urban, for you guys who want to know, oh, man, how is Florida? Kind of like that. You know, the weird thing is, like, Urban was out there in the streets, and, like, that dude was, like, at the Green Iguana. <laughs> the dude, he wasn't even at a nice place, dude. This dude was at a place where you can bring cameras in, and somebody can openly record you, and no one say anything. Nothing. You know who ain't getting recorded like that? Nick Saban. You know what I mean? First of all, 
I don't know, if, you know, if Nick, Nick Saban, you know, is getting his J.R. Smith on, first of all. Second of all, that meant you would, you, 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 you'd have been murdered on the way out of that bar. Like, you were not leaving with that phone. That's not that word. And not only did he videotape, then the man posed for a picture. Posed for a picture. Then talks about accountability, man. The great Urban Meyer. The leader. He ain't long for this, man. He can always go back to Fox, because you know what I mean? Fox is always gonna have Urban Meyer. That's just the way it is, right? He can always go back to Fox. Hell, he can go back to, well, he can't go back to Ohio State. I take that <laughs> I take that back, you know what I mean? Uh, take that back. You can't go to Ohio State, you know? You know, the last time, it ended a little icky. I mean, there was some icky stuff on the end. He ain't going to USC. I did find it interesting. The USC job came open, and I was like, yo, I think Urban Meyer, USC, or some, you know, Tennessee, something like that, or Texas, I mean, something like that. Then it hit me, like, you ain't going to USC. Like, you you can't trot out Urban Meyer as a leader of higher education after he just did the tip drill video. Like, you, you just can't. I mean, you can't trot Urban Meyer out, and then there's a video of R. Uh, R Kelly. There's a video of Nelly sliding credit card down his booty. Like, it just can't happen, dog. You're done in this town. Think about it. And this all ended in Jacksonville. That's how bad Florida is, you know? Like, Urban Meyer, you, you survived death once. It, literally. You had a murder in your huddle. You survived death once in Gainesville at the University of Florida. And you've been to Florida. You know what the game is, dude. You, your, 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 your track record was so grimy in Florida that you had to leave and be with your family. <laughs> dude, he needed a cleansing. <laughs> that dude needed a cleansing. You know better, Urban. You survived Florida once, dude, and you dipped your toe back in the water? Come on, you out there throwing rocks at the jail, man. You see, man, they let you off the hook the first time. The game is to be sold and not told, and you ain't paid me nothing, dude. You should know better. You think they ain't got video cameras in Gainesville? <laughs> you think you can just slide down again? That's how bad Jacksonville is, by the way. Jacksonville is so bad, you had to go to Gainesville. <laughs> I'm sorry if you live in Jacksonville, but you know I'm telling the truth. You know, maybe one day I'll play Jacksonville, you know what I mean, if y'all have me. Actually, I have played Jacksonville, funny enough. Uh, There's 15 people at the show, so I'm pretty sure none of them listen to the listen to the podcast. Um, and you asked me, Courtney, why was there 15 people at the show? I don't know, uh, but the money was in the bank, <laughs> so I mean, I didn't stay overnight. There was no need, you know what I mean? I didn't want to get my Urban Meyer on, dude. I know how y'all roll in Jacksonville. I got my money and went on. Oh, actually, take it back. I performed a handful of times at Jacksonville. I actually performed there with Hannibal one time. Those shows were dope. Y'all were great that night. You know what? That was the same day I met, uh, 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 um, what's it do? Uh, Clevenger, that pitches for San Diego now. Uh, I met his aunt. I met Clevenger's auntie in Jacksonville when I was parking my car. You know, and she's, she, she saw my hat. I was, I was wearing a Cleveland uh, baseball hat. And she was like, oh, you're a Cleveland fan. I said, yeah, I am. She's like, oh, my, 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 uh, my uh, nephew pitches for them. I was like, oh, okay. What is this? And then Mike, is it Mike Clevenger? I forgot his name. You don't play for my team no more. I forget that you exist. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's great. And we stopped and we talked for a while. And you know what I mean? It was cool. Um, but the whole time we was talking, I'm like, yo, why aren't you parking my car right now? Why, why are you stopping my progress? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, 
Yeah, Herb, man. Florida got him. You survived Florida once. You thought you could survive death twice. Now they got you jammed up. Thing about it is, he made he apologized to a family for being stupid, and it's like, yo, you know, your family know you. <laughs> they know you're stupid. <laughs> you're not apologizing to them. You're apologizing to me. And I just want to be honest with you, Urban. You don't owe me an apology. I didn't expect anything better. I didn't. I mean, I didn't expect you to respect me more. <laughs> you kidding me? <laughs> think I expected? <laughs> you think I was looking up to you? You think like, oh man, I can't wait till my child's old enough to hang out with Urban Meyer. No, nah, dog. From the looks of that video, I'm gonna keep my daughter as far away from you as possible. Yeah, have my have my daughter up on a pole in Gangsville of all places. I don't know if you want your daughter to be a stripper one day, but Gangsville is definitely not the place. I mean, I feel like it's <laughs> ear muffet, mom. I just don't feel like Gangsville is the height of stripperdom. You know, if you grow up one day wanting to be a stripper. I don't think in your dreams you think, you know, I want to be a stripper close to the swamp. <laughs> I don't want any strip club close to the swamp, son. I'm good. I live in Florida. Everything's already swampy. I don't need more swamp. <laughs> and I wonder if they got a strip club inside Gainesville called the swamp. Ear Muffet, mom. This is not your episode. I've been off for a couple months, mom. I got a lot of stuff stored up. Why I'm talking to you directly is beyond me, because you don't even listen to the show. That's the best part. I'll say, the, I'll say something super foul on the show, like, hey, mom, if you're listening to this, I'll give you $5,000. And she, she'll never ask me for the money. Never will. You wonder why? Because she don't listen to the show. Now, it would be funny now if she does ask me, because then I know there's some snitches amongst my mist that secretly listen to the show and sending it back to my mom. And for suckers like you, I like to say, those that know don't tell and those that tell don't know. Mind your business. All right. <clears throat> that was weird. <laughs> that was weird. I didn't expect that. By the way, we operate without a net today. We ain't got no net. I ain't got no notes. I'm just coming right off the dome. This is a freestyle that y'all listen to. I might I might change ooh, I might change this, to, you know, Courtney's last show podcast freestyle. This straight off the dome, man. I'm operating without a net today. Um, Super Bowl halftime show. You're welcome. All of yous, you're welcome. So when I saw the Super Bowl halftime, the first thing I saw it come across was uh, Kendrick's uh, timeline, Kendrick Lamar. So I thought it was like Kendrick Lamar doing Super Bowl halftime. I was like, oh, great. Then I read it, and it's, of course, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Kendrick Lamar just in the halftime. So I'm not nearly as excited as I was before. Then I see Eminem, I see Mary J. Blige, and I'm like, okay, I see what we're doing here. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. So this has potential to be good. It's going to be good for me. I'm in the dynamic now. I remember the first halftime show I saw, and I'm like, who are these people? And it was the Eagles. And I'm like, man, why why they get these? What? What? Why, why, why they get these? I thought outcasts? They, they, they weren't available? And that's when I realized, like, the Super Bowl halftime is for old people. And uh, I guess I'm old. <laughs> because this one's for me. I was like, man, Dr. Dre and Snoop, is it really like that? Uh, I wonder if they'll do deep cover. <laughs> you know, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? While they unfurl the flag during Super Bowl, you think halftime, like, Snoop and Dre would be talking about 187 on the undercover cop? What do y'all think? It was a hit. I mean, so, I mean, hey, literally, it was a hit, man. Um, so, yeah, Snoop and Dre, Super Bowl halftime, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige is a great mix in there. 
Eminem, of course. So uh, the next episode, which open show, obviously they're gonna do the next episode. Probably do. Forgot about Dre. Um, Snoop is gonna be interesting, you know. Maybe they'll do the shiznit. What do y'all think? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Can I say that? Is that a curse word? I, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm quoting something. It's a title. Maybe I should bleep that out. Yeah, I won't. I, I don't have that kind of time. Well, but will they do this? You think that? I mean, you think they'll go uh, um, through? Uh, oh man, I can't even say the titles of Snoop Dogg's albums. You think they'll do the last meal? I mean, maybe they'll do like beautiful and like you know, uh, 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 what's it not? Um, not NERD, which is Pharrell. Pharrell come out, you know, and put a happy face on everything, and y'all not think you know anything. Snoop and Dr. Dre have lived to the point where they're uh, no longer threatening. Yeah, that's a place that most rappers don't get to. You know what I mean? Most rappers don't get to not that threatening. They just don't. I mean. Now, well, I guess I'm old because you know, someone like Ice T. Ice T, by the way, it always fascinates me that Ice T plays a cop on television and uh, he had a song called uh, Cop Killer. So, all of this is just taking me by surprise, but immediately piqued my interest was uh, Kendrick Lamar, of course. So, I expected Kendrick to get a couple songs out of there, uh, but this also has some potential for you know, an uncomfortable statement, you know. You in Los Angeles, hey, Kendrick Lamar, you probably got to drive to the show. Everybody drove to the show. Like, I, I didn't need a driver, you know what I mean? You just, you know, you pull up. Hey, is, is the stadium in Inglewood? Where the stadium at? You just pull up, man. Pull up, park the car, you know, do the show, go home. Hey, Kendrick gonna operate that way I'm operating that weekend, though. They do have to do the meetings, though, before the show. I know they meet with the artists. And don't they do, like, a personal show for, like, the owners? <laughs> Why John Mara? Hey, that dude don't even want to celebrate in the NFL, you know? Wait, wait, wait till he gets a hold of blacker the berry the sweeter the juice. <laughs> Boy, man, that'll curl up his rubber underpants right there, I'm telling you. <laughs> What's this uh, We Gonna Be All Right all about? What's that? Um, so, I expect the show to be uh, good, man. Good. I mean, so they have time. They probably got about 15, 20 minutes. So, 15, 20 minutes, they probably do, let's say... I don't know, seven, eight records. Uh, you're going to get at least a couple Mary J. Blige records. You're going to get Forgot About Dre, Still Dre. You're going to get a couple Snoop Dogg records. So that probably leaves Kendrick Lamar with a record and a half. Record and a half. Uh, if it's up to me and I'm Kendrick Lamar, I got a record and a half. I'm there with Snoop and Dre. I mean, ain't nobody really expecting nothing from me anyways. I don't go too deep in the Kyoga. Uh I do I do all right. You do you got it. You do all right. You do all right and then you do uh um you do I love myself. You do that. And then you do the drum break and then you get the audience dancing and the next thing you know, you know, it's Kendrick Lamar dancing in loafers and then you release the new album and you shake up the world. You shake up the world. That's what you do. That's what I would do. So Kendrick, I know you listen to the podcast. I know you hear me. All right, and do I love myself and do your little dance in the loafers, man. Let them know who you are. Let them know you ain't here. It's a perfect time though, because Kendrick did say he's working on that new album, and uh, that's February when the Super Bowl. So that'd be perfect timing to like promote a new album coming out, especially when like Drake comes out and everybody for some reason Drake is a good rapper now. I miss that. I completely miss that. Like my perception on Drake has not changed. I listened to the new Drake album, you know. It uh, you know, it wasn't that piff 
to quote the great philosopher uh, Buster Rhymes. And it was it was kind of mid. I didn't expect that. The Donda album by Kanye West was better than the Drake album. You know, and I didn't wasn't a fan of the Donda album. I will say this. As much as I'm not a fan of Donna, way too long, way too long. I, Kanye West, dog, I see what you tried to do. You tried to waste my time, okay? You came out with your little silly red hat. You've been wasting my time since 2012, dude. You tried to waste two and a half of my hours of my life, and congratulations, you did. You wasted two and a half hours of my life in an airport. I thought, hey, I'm going to just throw this in, and then after that, I'll listen to some podcast. Next thing you know... I was listening to a podcast, and it was your album, dude. I'm listening to two and a half hours of this. But for as long as the album was, I will say, I've re-listened to more songs in that album than Drake. I listened to Drake album one time, and I was like, I'm good. I mean, I see what we're doing here. Drake can make that album that Drake put out. I don't even know what, what's the name of it. With the, uh, with the baby mamas on the front, the emojis. Drake can make that album every day, two times on Sunday. That's just something easy to do. That's just in the free time. For as much as I wasn't really a fan of like the Donda, at least he tried something. Some of the out, some of the tracks just fall flat. It's just not that good. You know what I mean? In my opinion, you know, and not that good on the Kanye West scale, right? For somebody else, it might be the best they could do, right? But on that scale, just not that good. But there are some things on there that hit. And they go higher than anything on the Drake album. The Drake album is just consistent. It's just flatline. You know what I mean? Just is what it is. It's something he can do any point, any place, any time. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But I guess he's supposed to be a good rapper now. But if he is a good rapper and Kendrick is on notice, expect some expect something nice at this Super Bowl halftime. And expect something nice on this next Kendrick album. Cause as much as, you know. Drake had this and that. Everybody know what the game is. Everybody know what the game is. When Kendrick Lamar drops, he's the best rapper. He's just the best rapper. That just is what it is. Oh, well, Drake is number one. Drake run a Grammy. Dude, Kendrick run a Pulitzer. I mean, all them rings and things you sing about, bring them out. Ain't that like close to the EGOT? What do you need for the EGOT? You need, yeah, well, you need more than the pull. I don't even think a Pulitzer is part of the EGOT. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just cold-blooded, dog. If you got a Grammy and a Pulitzer, dog, you just, you're on your Maya Angelou-ish. Did Maya Angelou got a Pulitzer? Does she have any prizes? And Maya Angelou was overrated, if you ask me. <laughs> it's still our rise. I know you do. You had nothing else to do. Anyways, I, I, <laughs> Maya Angelou slander. I don't know. I'm getting out of pocket. I'm discombobulated. We're operating without a net. R. Kelly went to jail and he's staying in jail. Good for R. Kelly. Well, not good for R. Kelly, but good for whatever. It is one of the girls, though, I was watching. She did an interview with Gail. It's like Gail King, I guess, is like the new Diane Sawyer. Like, uh, well, who's the person people with? Uh, Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer was the person that you just go up and just tell them lies. And then and then they, the whole time, they know you're lying and they're just catching you in lies. That That's what Diane Sawyer is right now, right? Like Diane Sawyer, she did that interview with uh with uh your girl uh Bobby Brown and um I was about to say Tina Turner, Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston. They did that interview when Bobby Brown was sitting up there lying about doing drugs, <laughs> and it, it, it Whitney's like, "My voice is sore. I know it is sore. Is, is that crack? <laughs> crack took you." <laughs> As I do, that crack crack got your voice all, all messed up, dog. Show me the receipts. All right, I did show the receipts, you know, so that you know, tell lies. 
So like Gail King is like the new person that you can just call and tell lies and, and they know you're lying and you know you're lying and I know you're lying. And but that's the whole point of the thing is just a lie. So she interviewed one of the um victims of R. Kelly again that was featured in the um movie. Actually she wasn't in the movie actually. No, no, no. She wasn't in the movie. But um one of the people parents was featured in the movie rather. And they talked about their daughter and all these things and she being manipulated and the whole thing. And then she came out with this press run of like, my parents are crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. I want them to stop bothering me and nothing's happening. And my relationship with R. Kelly and the pipe pipe of this and the pipe pipe of that and all this, right? She's in love. Did an interview with Gail King about a week ago and she said, oh yeah, I lied to you about everything. We know. <laughs> like, we know. My heart's go out to the victim, right? I hope she's doing better, and I hope she not even does better. I hope she does great. But we know you were lying. We know. And we heard the addiction remix. I heard 12 play. I know what's going on in the R. Kelly household. I listen to your parents. And I listen to everybody else that has sex with R. Kelly. We all knew you were lying. You ain't got to do the press conference to let us know you lying. Like, we all know you lying, dog. Like, we know. I was there. I was in the room where it happened. I wasn't in the room where it happened. If I were in the room where it happened, I'd be in the room that R. Kelly is in right now. I'm not in that room. But we know what happened, dog. We saw the whole thing. The pipe pipe is going away for a long time. And I will say this. I've gone back and forth. And I wasn't a hugest fan of R. Kelly either. So cutting R. Kelly's music out of my life cost me nothing. Nothing. Cutting Michael Jackson's music out of my life really cost me nothing. The only thing about the Michael Jackson catalog that kind of like always, you know, it takes me a couple seconds and I snap back to reality is Dancing Machine by the Jackson 5. Like the Jackson 5 got like three records where they come on and like dancing, dancing. Oh, hold on, dog. Come on, man. You got to turn that off. And even old Mike. Old Mike knew what young Mike was. What young, old Mike knew what new Mike was going to do. You know, we can't do Dancing Machine. We just can't. You know what I mean? I mean, no matter how much I like that robot breakdown, they played on the cruise ship. And I was like, oh, man, this is when young Mike used to do the robot on the ah, on the Jackson. Ah, we got to turn that off, though. Can't do that, dude. Can't do it. But with R. Kelly, it ain't that hard for me. So much music of R. Kelly that I listened to, much music I had, like the music is all mad creepy, though. It's all icky. It's like Woody Allen, dude. I mean, come on, dude. To know what Woody, Woody Allen is and then watch a Woody Allen movie where he's being a pedophile in the movie? Gross, son. Gross. So cutting R. Kelly catalog out did absolutely nothing. But I was listening to a radio show. As a matter of fact, shout out. I think it was, uh, was it uh, Hot 97? It was the Rosenberg Ebro show. That's what it was. And uh, Laura Stiles, she was talking and she made some really good points about like sex trafficking, which I don't know if I should call them good points. You just, what you don't know, you don't know. But she did talk about people that are like, I don't know about R. Kelly music. I will see. She was like, are y'all serious? Like this lose like legit gross. Like you're complicit in a way to participate in this music, especially when albums like 12 play seems like you're ready you know what i mean uh when he's working with Aaliyah, and then when there's documentation that like he lied had someone lie to get him to marry Aaliyah, and she was pregnant and all these stuff like 
And at that point, she's like 15, whatever. Like, it's like, it, this dude was a straight up pedophile, dog. Like, I don't care how many hits you got, dog. I'm good, dude. I'm good. I mean, I can be fun and, and make jokes and have a good time and make fun of Urban Meyer and all that. But at the end of the day, I don't view Urban Meyer as a criminal. He just He's just morally bankrupt. I mean, that that's different. That's funny. You know? This dude is a sex trafficker. Sex trafficking young girls and boys. Sex tra- Doing laps around the school when they get out of school. Going to McDonald's. Selecting girls off stage. Going into the school building. And prospecting young girls. Yo, filming child pornography. Filming. And you want to ask me if I want to listen to Step in the Name of Love? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? What does it take? Like, if it ain't that, convicted criminal on tape, on tape, what does it take? I ask you, what's your favorite Woody Allen movie? Me? None of them. I'm good. Let's wrap up the show. Oh, it feels so good to say that. Let's wrap up the show. I ain't say that. I said that in two months, man. Last show podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Courtney Shane Williams. Um, please check out my stuff. Album coming soon. As soon as the album come out, I'll let you guys know. Part of the reason I'm back on the podcast is to promote myself. Let's be real. I mean, my real incentive is me. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, actually, I really got time, man. You know, not doing the show is tough. And then when you don't do the show for a while, it becomes tough. But, you know, so we all just operate without a net and we come out here. But um, hopefully album gets on XM Radio. That's the big goal. So you guys that are really, uh, you know, into my career want to follow it. Check it out on XM, Spotify, the whole shebangabang. In the meantime, podcast will be at you and I'll, I'll get back with you. I'll get back with you later on. We'll do some stuff. We'll talk. Come to my hood. Take it easy. Peace. You know what? It don't last forever. Well, I'm signing them autographs. I know that any day. These autographs are gonna go from 20 to 10 to 5 to man. I thought you was dead. Aha! Aha! What are you know from funny, you bastard? Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Congratulations, you played yourself. Hasta luego.